Hello, everyone. Great to have you at the Inner Revolution podcast for another episode. And today we're going to talk about the anxious man. And I have a special guest with us today, uh, Brandon Davis, that I will introduce in a moment that really has some great thoughts from God uh, on this topic. Um, But there's a lot going on in our nation. There's a lot going on in our families and a lot going on in our hearts. And we have the psychic noise and so much echoing of uh, fear and anxiety. And what do we do with that as men? How do we handle uh, anxiety? And some say that that's the mood of stress, the internalizing of external things. And I love what David said here in Psalm 94, 19. It says, in the multitude of my anxious thoughts within me, you comforted and delighted my soul. So I'm really excited to have Brandon Davis with us today. He's a, a Bible school student here in our Bible college at Greater Grace. He's soon to be married, and he works with special needs kids, and he has a real heart for people, and I am so happy to have him today with us. So Brandon, welcome, and the floor is yours. If you want to talk a little bit about anxiety. Okay. Thanks, Pastor Jason. Um, there's just a couple thoughts that I had, and I think... Patience is like the main thing when it comes to that with special, like special needs people, um, or for like my kids, like with that job, just patience is key. And like with anxiety and like the worry about things, like I think about the works, like, you know, the word when it says, uh, be anxious for nothing, like that verse. And when that thought comes to mind, um, I just tend not to worry about, I can worry about like, oh, my finances, or I can already start thinking about the next day whenever today's not even done. So why am I worrying about tomorrow when today's not finished, you know? Mm. Um, so just like, there's also my favorite verse, which is like Psalm 46, 10, where it's like, you know, be still and know that I am God. Like, be still and just know that simple fact that I am God and I have your your situation. I have those finances already figured out. I have what obstacle you think is a big obstacle, but like to me, it's a very you know minor obstacle. And I just I just think about like people in the Bible and just I don't like overly stress about things. If I if I just think about the simple fact that I know that God is for me and God has everything under control, then I just I just let Him handle it. Like it says, like you know. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. And when I sit there and I think of that, like, that's so true. Like, my thoughts, when I can think of one little thing, my one little worry could cause a whole other, like, chapter of, like, worrying about bigger things other than the small thing. But whenever I, like, replace that with a thought from God or, like, something positive to negative, then it kind of just deflates whatever was inflated in my mind at that time. So, yeah. That's a great statement, like to deflate what's been inflated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you think about anxiety, and there's a lot in our world. I mean, like you said, finances, maybe it's health, maybe it's relationships, you know. Um, so what are some ways, like you, you mentioned those great verses, like Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, prayer and supplications, like... Let's run with that thought for a minute to deflate what's been inflated. Can can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So like, 
like projections like a one like a big thing right so like whatever is being projected into my mind like my self-consciousness like right so we have like our self-conscious and then we're conscious with God's conscious you know um, if I'm self-conscious I'm really like inflating something that was so small into something that's really big and now it's like out of my control you know because we're so used to wanting things that are our control and doing things out and sometimes even if it's something small we try we want to be the ones that get to go about it ourselves instead of taking and I think like since that's something that we do on a daily basis but whenever it's something that is big and it's out of our control we then we still try to control it first but we should be really be taking these things to like Christ first you know like to think with his thoughts instead of our own I think when we think of that first it just becomes a lot easier like oh my hands are off of it you know like you have it mm -hmm. um, even when it comes to like other people and I think I can't, I can't compare myself to, like, what, you know, worries that they're having, you know. And we like to, of course, be positive and give them a verse, but then there's also times where it's just simply being there and to hear and to listen. And you think that, that you're doing something so little and you're not being much help to someone, but you really are. And I think later on down the road that that's gonna, they're going to reflect off of that simple fact that you were there. And, you know, they're just going to come back and just thank you for that. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised how much of doing something so little actually does a lot for somebody else. And that's a great point. Like, I think, you know, we, we think we have to fix the person. We think we have to be the hero. But really just sitting with them, listening to them, um, empathizing with them. And, um, you know, uh, again, just, uh, you know, the stresses and fears, the depression, right? Depression is a big word in our, in our world today. Like there's depression, oppression, and compression, right? We're being on all sides, we're being pushed down, but then there's that internal pressure that sometimes some of us wake up with it. And, um, and it's that anxiety, it's that, like you said, that uncontrollable information or things that we're trying to control that produces that fear that paralyzes us, you know, and, and you, you keep quoting Isaiah 55, 8, and I think that's a great verse, like, my thoughts are not God's thoughts, nor is my ways his ways, for they're much higher. Now, if you were uh, talking with someone that's anxious, uh, what would be some things that you would say to them uh, that would just help them with their perspective, maybe, um, you know, sometimes people might say, hey, we just get over it. You know, what's wrong with you? You know, yeah, that's definitely not a good no. word. Uh, how, how would you address that? So, yeah, that's, that's so good. Cause <laughs> to us, like when we think about ourselves, but not really look at them, like because I don't know what someone else is going through through the day. And like something that could be minor, like they're, to them, it's something big for, for me. That could be something minor and could be easily say like, oh, my gosh, get over it. Like, you know, I don't have any salt in my cupboard, you know, I don't, I don't care, you know what I mean? But like for somebody else, like, oh, well, if I don't have any salt, I can't cook this, you know. I have people coming over and I don't have this ingredient. Now they're worried and stressed, but really people are like just glad that they're even invited or that they can even have fellowship or, you know, whatever. But some people are like that, you know, over simple things. And I think it's like, 
Like, let's just run with that example, right? Like, and if you're in the kitchen with that individual, you can be like, well, let's substitute it with this. This has a little bit of salt in it. We can do this. And like, oh, okay, you know, just to, just to, like, be there and help, you know, not trying to say, like, oh, no, it's not a problem, but really try to give them something that, that feeds themselves, mm -hmm. you know, something that you kind of, like, do daily for your own personal life like maybe it's getting up and you have like a devotional or maybe it's just a prayer or it's just a worship song or even pastor Schaller's like daily devotionals like at nine o'clock you know just a simple eight minute you know word for the day could really just boost your you know just boost you up for the day you know build you up yeah yeah so that that's a great point like not to minimize what that person is maybe feeling not that we want to stay in our feelings because feelings don't think. You know, I remember that in my teaching that, you know, feelings just or emotions are just emoting, you know. So I love what you just said, like in, in, a, in a constructive way, <clears throat> not to minimize where they are, but to help them work through it. Um, and then just to feed your soul. Wouldn't you say, Brandon, like um, a lot of times the empty heart, the empty mind, um, we can get overwhelmed like... Um, David said in Psalm 62, lead me to a rock that's higher than I. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me there. And, you know, there's something, I mean, you know tech better than I do, but uh, there was uh, cyber warfare in, in uh, one of their plans is to overwhelm a server by sending it thousands and thousands of emails. So it overwhelms and clogs the server. And I think sometimes in our own life, there's so much information coming at us that we can't process it. And that's why prayer, right? Prayer, being with the body, uh, and then just um, sitting with somebody, loving somebody, listening to somebody, uh, leading them in prayer. You know, wouldn't you say that's true? Yeah, yeah. Now you work with special needs children. How how is that? That must be incredible. Yeah, like I, I mean, because each student is so different, so I can't just assume that this individual is going to have the same reaction as another, right? Like, I literally have to spend time. That's the thing. You have to spend time with them. You have to be patient, you know, learn of them and let them get used to you. And then you, like, build trust and, like, you know, they start smiling at you. Maybe some of them can't talk to you, but, you know, you can, you can read off of them, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and it's just like that, like the same way with people. Like, I just can't try to fix a problem because this person I fixed the same kind of issue with this person before and I literally have to take the time and just listen and, and hear from somebody else because they might be taking it totally different than another individual is now you said something earlier that segues or kind of parallels to that thought that we don't know what people are going through I would say that's very accurate um and the same thing that works for one person, like you just said, may not work for another. So it's not one size fits all. I mean, we know Christ is the answer to everything, but how we uh, present that uh, is different maybe. I, let's talk about that just for a few minutes. Like um, sometimes we can judge and have this idea based on symptoms or what we can read of a person, but, but what do you think are the are the most important needs of a person. Um, maybe the person may be projecting joy, but they could be a, they could be a, uh, a functional alcoholic or they could be someone that's uh, depressed when no one's around. Uh, we just don't know what's people. 
are going through, not that we have to dive into their personal life, but what would be some things that you think every basic, basic needs of every person, what would you think would be some of those things? Basic needs of every person. Yeah. Like, for instance, uh, yeah, I don't want to give the answer, but I'm just curious. Because yeah. you, you've been working with special needs kids for how many years? Uh, four. Four, yeah, four years. years yeah. Okay. That, that can be like a lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. A lifetime of experience right there. Yeah. Different age groups and, you know, yeah. But everyone pitches in and they kind of just learn after years of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But. Yeah. So what are some, you know, you have the felt needs, you know, the needs to drink and shelter and clothing. and the, But then there's the absolute needs, like to be loved and so on. I, I don't know if you, yeah. like, not knowing people, you can't look inside and see what's going on in their heart, but there are certain things that are basic needs for everybody. So I think, yeah, so I kind of helped out a little bit. So like, if so <laughs> Sorry like, for the complicated no, question okay. here. <laughs> it's like overthinking it probably. <laughs> now I'm worried how to answer this question. No, oh, no. But, <laughs> don't overthink. Yeah. But it's like with, I think for my kids, like I don't, I don't know what goes on in the home. You know, maybe they're not even loved or whatsoever. You know, a lot of, it's it's sad to say there are some kids that are home and the parents maybe just okay you're home now like I don't want to deal with you so here's an iPad and just they're on a the screen all day until the next school day and they might not experience any kind of love whatsoever so like within that time frame that's the only opportunity that I have to like reveal love and you know I can't you know talk so much about Christ in school but like I can reveal who he is to them. And I think that's the same way with like how the church is when people come. Like, I you know I just don't come. I can't come just once a week on Sunday morning, you know, and just go out. Like it's Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, maybe Bible study or you know grow deeper. Um, just those little things that kind of keep me pursuing Christ and pursuing like like not myself. Like I'm not in myself because if I'm like isolated without the body. And I'm just by myself, and I'm in my thoughts. You know, mm-hmm. if I don't have something, if I'm not reading something, if I'm not being reached to, then I can easily be, you know, kind of lost. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that's just essential. Whenever like we do go to church, like we get to talk to one another, and during this time of quarantine, I think that's been a really hard struggle for people. Like they didn't get, you know, there's probably people that we've forgot the call or you know whatever but yeah. like i think more so it caused us to sit back and think more about people and to give people a call or, or just a prayer or something simple like that and just that just a simple call can just lighten the whole day yeah and i don't know what they're going through i mean it could have caused you know maybe they were thinking about something earlier that day that was kind of discouraging but just by a simple phone call it caused the discouragement to be encouragement for somebody now, you, uh, just for those listening, uh, so uh, Brandon works with our sister church in Fed Hill, mm-hmm. Sailors Union, and um, you work with Pastor Justin, and I love your heart because you're thinking about people, and that's not natural. That's a supernatural gift, and maybe people are shut down, maybe people are discouraged. You said the word isolated, uh, quarantine. Uh, these are big words. People are detached from the life of Christ, and that's Satan's plan. So a call, uh, uh, a text, or, um, you know, just just some sort of interruption, if we could say, that, <clears throat> like, today I just showed up at your house. <laughs> uh, you know, um, 
It reminds me of a story I uh, I went to because I work with pastoral care and I do a lot of visitation. And, and one new person that came to the church, they they gave their address. And when I got to their house, it was this huge house with all these doors. So I'm thinking, wow, I want to I want to find this new guy and really invest in him. And so I started knocking on all the doors and no one was answering. And then I saw this staircase. So I started climbing the staircase <laughs> and it led up to like the third floor. And I, I really didn't think about what I was doing until I was up on the third floor. And it was a fire escape, actually, I, I later learned. And uh, the new guy, who is now one of my good friends, but at first he like looked out his kitchen window. There I am on his fire escape. So uh, I didn't realize it was a fire escape, but I, I just pursuing people, you know. He's like, what are you doing on my fire escape? <laughs> But I, that, that, I guess there's too many options. My heart was overwhelmed, so I just kept, you know, going to each door. And but, but again, isn't the devil's plan like I love what you're saying to overwhelm the believer, to get them thinking about everything? Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you think about this statement? Um, looking to Christ first, and then looking to our situation. What would you say would be the advantage of looking at Christ first and then our situation or just looking at our situation and then talking to Christ about our situation? You know, sounds good, but there's a dynamic difference there. What what would you say, you know, in in regards to that? Looking unto Christ. What does that do to anxiety? I think of, I mean, it kind of like just, like displaces it. You know what I mean? Once you think of it like that, like, I, I think, I just thought of James, like, James chapter, I think it's chapter one, where, it, like, it talks about, like, your trials, and, like, you'll face tests, and you'll face trials, I'm not going to get this right completely, but, like, uh, but out of it comes steadfastness, patience, and endurance, so, and then it says, uh, I think it's, I think it's First Thessalonians five eighteen, right, where it says like in everything give thanks. So, like when that happens, like if I have a flat tire on my car, right, as an example, like I'm just, I, somebody said this before, just give thanks for that flat tire because I don't know why I had a flat tire. Maybe it saved me, you know, from an accident. Maybe I was going to have an accident or something like that. But like if I just look at and I have this bracelet too that I wear and I'm not wearing it right now, but it says meet every obstacle with praise. Ooh. So I, I look at that like Meet every yeah. obstacle with praise. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. So it's just like um something so when I have something I'm just like, alright God, I look at it in a different way. Like, okay, you are you are training me, like even with these kids, uh just like, you're, you're giving me patience out of this, you know what I mean? And you're giving me something that I'm going to have to endure more later on down the road, perhaps, you know? I try to look at it in a positive way. That's something that's kind of like, you know, it just depends on what you think at that certain point, too. Like, you know, oh, I mean, I do not have the patience for this. I'm not cut out for this. You start talking to yourself. you you got to watch because that could become your identity. Mm. And our identity is in Christ, you know, first of all and foremost. So. And that's how we end up looking at others as well you know wow so good what you're saying i think (laughs) an attitude of gratitude uh that's a huge thing you know what can i be thankful for i mean you know maybe at places to go people to see and yet there you are 
by you know on the side of the road messing with your tire, but maybe God wanted you to minister to the tow truck driver, mm-hmm. or He saved you from an accident. It's like it's hard to know you know God's purpose and will, but if we're thankful, it means that we're open to receive that will. Um, you also mentioned something too, like talking to yourself, your self-talk, right? Mm-hmm. Psychology says for every word or sentence you say, you are actually internally saying thirty-seven things to yourself. And so self-talk uh, is huge. And I think with anxiety, it's easy to be a defeatist because your, maybe your background, your failure, or your education, or things that happened to you that were trauma uh, can be like, uh, like shouting in your spirit. And, and I just want to echo what you said or repeat what you said. It's like so important to be with the body. It's so important to gravitate towards healthy environments because um, influences do influence. So... Uh, if I'm around negative people, I will be negative. If I'm around fearful people, I will be fearful. But perfect love casts out anxiety, right? Yeah. And fear. Um, but maybe just for closing comments today, uh, maybe talk to the person that's stuck. Maybe they're stuck in their anxiety. And they're just kind of, they don't, they, they can't see the, the, the trees in the forest, as they say, or the forest and the trees. They just, they're stuck how do you get unstuck? You, you use the word praise, right? Yeah. But what, what, what would be some ways to get unstuck? So just like, I mean, I just think of like quicksand, you know what I mean? Like you say about getting stuck, so it's like, whatever is, like maybe there's a rope there, and I think like the word is that, you know? And once you start like, you reach out for that, you're pulling yourself out of it because you're thinking of a verse, and you keep pulling and pulling. And thinking with like what God has to say, and I think that's how you really get out of it. And it just doesn't have to be like that, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be okay. I'm gonna open my Bible, look for, you know, in the back of the concordance what I'm going through, which is which is fine. But it's also like maybe I just need to reach out to someone and talk to somebody. And it's not, you know, don't feel bad about it. I don't think you know we shouldn't feel bad. We should want to reach out to somebody else and and just be kind of open. Even if it's something that's kind of deep mm. and indwelling that you really don't want to reveal yourself to somebody, even though like Christ already knows that's inside and out, but like also it's nice to have someone here, maybe an accountability partner, where you can just pour out and have someone listen, and that's already like a a big relief when somebody's even you know available to sit down and listen to you and then just speak with you. I just think like you know you you're one of them. You know, Pastor Hadley's another, you know, great man that to talk to or whatever. So just a couple of those guys just to think of. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, people with elephant ears, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. He's saying I got elephant ears. No. Uh, yeah, that's so good. And I think as men, we're stubborn. We we want to fight it, be, you know, be in control. And I love what you're saying. It's like the moment we relinquish control and say, God, you're in charge and doing opposite of what the atmosphere, this is one thing I'll just add as we close, doing opposite of what the atmosphere says. So if the atmosphere is kind of banging you over the head, we can say, okay, God wouldn't talk to me like that or God wouldn't project that to me. I want to be in his word. I want to be with people that are uh, edifying. Um, And so praise, prayer, and joy, I think joy. Get around funny people. Uh, yeah. Humor is a huge thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And praise is a weapon. And uh, when you get stuck, you know God will will throw you a uh, a rope. You know, 
I, I think of one illustration, and uh, we got to close here. Um, I'm having trouble closing these podcasts <laughs> these days because they're so good. Um, I think of the guy drowning in the water, and uh, he's like, God, save me. God, save me. So God sends a helicopter, and the man shoes it off. He's like, oh, I don't want that. God sends somebody in a boat, and then, you know, the guy, he, the guy shoes it off. He's like, I don't want to be saved that way. Uh, then God sends somebody with a life preserver, and and the guy shoes him away. Like, I don't want to be saved that way. And then the man drowns and goes to heaven, and the man's like, God, why didn't you save me? God's like, I tried, uh, but you did not receive my provisions. And I would just say, maybe you are stuck, or I am stuck and I'm thinking I need to be saved a certain way. Maybe I'm believing God for healing. And I believe healings can be instant and they can be progressive. I would say more of them are progressive in my experience. But maybe look at what's around you, the people in your life, and be thankful for those and identify those that are there to be a support to you. And don't push people away that really love you. Isn't that a good word? Yeah. You have any closing comments, Brandon? This is like the million dollar review here. I know, right? <laughs> hey, it's just yeah. great to have you. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. I just thought, like, one more thing I just thought about is, like, when Jesus was on the boat and he was sound asleep. And then there was, like, a storm amongst them. Like, they, like, woke and Jesus just calmed the storm. You know what I mean? They came to Jesus in the midst of the storm and he calmed them. Mm. So I think, like, I was just thinking about that as as a closing thing as well, you know? Yeah, no one loves us like Jesus. He's always there when people aren't, when people fail us, right? He's there. And we may be that tangible Jesus to somebody. I I just want to echo what you said at the very beginning. Just being present is huge. Mm -hmm. And uh, not to try to rush people. It's like grieving. You don't rush people through the grieving process. But you love them, listen to them, and lead them. By the yeah. grace and patience of God. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for this time and love you and your ministry. And God bless you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.